Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Bent with the Chris and Sandy Show where we get up close and personal with some amazing rising artists. And every now and then we get somebody on the show that's a legend. And everybody, no, I don't care what genre of music you're in, you pretty much know who this guy is. Randy Travis and his wife, Mary Travis. We're definitely excited to have them on. Randy has done yes, some tremendous are. things. In fact, San, even, even Sandy said her love of country music's come because of Randy Travis. Absolutely. And to put it in perspective, um, he's had seven Gram- Grammy Awards, 11 ACMs, 10 American Music Awards, five CMA Awards, two People Choice Awards, and eight Dove Awards, 22 number one hits, and 31 top tens. You don't get no more bigger career than that. And we want to get a little personal with him a little bit and his wife. You know, just talk about the marriage and life in general, not yes. just music, because we are a up close and personal show. So we're looking forward to this. So Randy and Mary, are y'all here? We are. Hey. <laughs> hey. Hi. Glad to be here. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for your time today and being here. We're so honored we are to so have you. Yeah, yeah, we are so honored. And, and oh, by the way, before I forget this, she'll kill me if 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 I don't say this. But we had Dina Carter yesterday on the show, and yes. when we told her Randy was coming on, she said, "Now y'all better tell him I said hi." <laughs> <laughs> And I'm sure Randy probably knows this, but um, she did on the show, we talk about Randy a little bit, and she said that he is the influence that caused her to go into the music career like she did. Really? Yeah. Isn't that interesting yeah. when you have the lineage that she has, but she would say that Randy influenced yeah, because she said that. Because yeah. she told us the story that where she was at the house, Randy was over there when he was young with her dad, and yes. she's in another room and she heard this guy sing, and she said it was just magical, and oh. she said I had to know who this guy was, and yes. and she just she just said watching him and then seeing him grow in the music business, she says I had to do that too. Wow, that's uh, that's a sweet story. I never knew that. I'm sure Randy didn't either, did you? No, no, we didn't know. Well, sweet. We're glad that she got into it too. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Because you know she's she's yeah. not too shabby herself. I mean, she's got a big she's yeah, had a right. big career too, and done some great yeah. things. And you know, a lot of people I think they can owe Randy a lot of that too. From every we read a lot of stories out there that. That a lot of people uh, talk about that Randy is the reason they're doing music. Yeah, isn't that interesting? Because we it, and that again goes back to what you were just saying about crossing over mm-hmm. genres. Uh, because there there are that some that have been in rock and roll, but not you know hard, not hard rock, but hard, rock and roll and gospel yeah. and people like Kane Brown, Josh Turner. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they said the same things and I mean but it's a lot of different genres and I guess it was just the the man and and the voice so yeah. he he had a mm-hmm. he had a habit of in, influencing just by merely being him and uh, <laughs> he, he was I don't know he he's just fascinating so yeah he's he's Randy you know and he's Randy. I, he's I, Randy. I, I, I remember. When we first was starting this show, 
I reached out to a friend of mine from Nashville and asked what advice would he give as we build this show up. And I'll never forget the advice he gave. And I think, and, and I think this is Randy to a T from what I've seen. But he, he said, whatever you do with your show, be and stay authentic. He says you can be. He says you can be the um, the next Bobby Bones, the next Ty Bentley. You can even tell some of their stories and get a, and get an audience. But the day's going to come when um, authentic Chris comes out. You can't stop it. And when that day comes, you're going to lose every bit of your audience because they were never attracted to, to authentic Chris. They were attracted to fake Chris. So if you be and stay authentic right from the beginning, then your gro- your show may grow slower, but you'll gain the right audience. And I see that in Randy. I think that he's always been that auth- authentic singer and artist and performer, and that's why people love him. Yes, that's well put. That's very well put. Uh, we hear that often about his um, his humility, and uh, like you said, he was authentic. He didn't he didn't sway one way or the other. He didn't change with the wind. Uh, when the, the powers that be would want him to try maybe a little bit of, of inflection of rock or something or try <laughs> mm-hmm. this when it was the urban cowboy area, he's like, no, I'm traditional country, and that's what I'm going to sing. And he never hid from or ran from or tried to hide you know, his flaws, his mistakes. Um, he he always owned up to them, and you know that's just one thing in life. You can you can deal with the truth as hard as mm-hmm. it may be, and um, I think that that's what we need more of in the world. And Randy does. He's like a mighty oak, and this is what they were telling you is yeah. you know plant yourself and and send down your 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 roots so that you're in a fir- a firm foundation. And when the first, you know, high wind comes, it doesn't blow you over. And like you said, mm-hmm. you're just kind of gone with the wind. So, yeah, but y'all are mighty oaks in what you're doing. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, yeah, I remember, you. We inter- I remember we interviewed um, Jeff Coffey. And after it was over, he shared um, the link and all that. And I went and looked at some of the comments, and I'll never forget this. There was a lady on there, and I know that you're not supposed to read um, posts because sometimes you can take it the wrong way. But this lady said to Jeff, great interview, but that host is windy. Now, I had to ask Sandy, what the heck does windy mean? I was like, I guess (laughs) it means (laughs) long-winded. And then I was like, okay. That's my authentic self. I'm I'm Wendy. That is me. So I'm like, okay, I can handle that. <laughs> Take it as a compliment, Chris. That's right. <laughs> so he's had an amazing career with ups, with big downs. To get to maneuver through all this, how has God played a role in all this? Because I know that y'all are really big in faith and all that. So tell us a little bit about how God played has maneuvered y'all through this crazy journey. Well, the, you're you're very faithful, aren't you, honey? Yeah. 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 He's uh, Randy. You know, he wasn't raised in a in a real faith based type influenced home. His mother was a yeah. sweet, sweet, sweet lady, and she attended church. Um, 
most often without the kids or the husband in tow. But she would, and Randy said that he would watch as she would leave, you know, Sunday mornings, go to church. And he said, and she lived her life that way. And he, mm-hmm. he, was, he was so, so close to his mama. There were six of the children in the family, and, and Randy was, I think, one of the favorites. He won't tell you that, but I'm I'm hearing from the siblings. He was mama's favorite. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, he watched her, and he knew that that's the way he wanted to be. But with mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. other influences around him there in Marshville, he wasn't that person. And it was later in life when he said, John, I, just, I need to get right with the Lord. And I think he did, and I know oh, he wow. did. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, for instance, the year he did um, Three Wooden Crosses was the year after he was baptized. And I always tell oh, him wow. that, that was God blessing you, saying this is this is the road you need to go down. And, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. And going through, of course, the, the struggles um, with, with the health, with the viral cardiomyopathy mm-hmm. and the stroke, the massive stroke, and almost six months in the hospital. You know, you had, and he was in a coma much of the time. So, but I know, yeah. I know without a doubt that he was having conversations with God. I know that they, yeah. that he was mm-hmm. right there talking to Randy, though Randy couldn't talk to us. I know that he was talking to God, and they, they, you know, they had agreements. <laughs> and Randy, you know, my <laughs> prayer, which every day, every night. Um, God just please let me have him back Any way shape or yeah. form Just let me have him oh, I've waited wow. a lifetime For a man like this And for him to, to go so soon I just I don't I can't, I'm not strong enough to get through that So please let me have yeah. him back And he did God was right. faithful and, um, and I know that You know when, when we made the decision When the doctors were wanting to pull the plug and I went in there to, to talk to Randy and ask him if he wanted to keep fighting. He was in a coma, but oh, wow. he squeezed my hand. And, you know, wow. a tear ran down the side of his face. And I said, I know that he wants to keep fighting. And I, those, wow. those are those powerful moments where you just, you needed a sign. And, you know, you're, you're, you're going a long life, life path <laughs> through something like this. And you know that God right there beside you and, and Randy used to say yeah. that about his gospel music when he started singing gospel and people in Nashville said are you sure you want to do this because people sometimes <laughs> that step over and out of the country genre and into another one they're not often welcomed back and they don't understand why they would want to leave something as big as it was in Randy's mm-hmm. case and try something different but he did it with that same grace and dignity and integrity that we were talking mm-hmm. about a minute ago. And it, it really, it opened doors again for people because they said, well, wow. I can do that. And that is my heart. And Randy used mm-hmm. to say gospel music was so good for him because it would take him back to his roots and where he watched wow. his mama go to church. And, you know, the, the few times that the mm-hmm. family would go and what that meant to him. And he said, and, you know, that gospel mm-hmm. music is what takes you down the road going forward and and leads you down, you know, the paths that you need to go and knowing that God's always there. So it's, yeah. been, a, it's been a huge part of our life. And, um, of course, recovery is is every day a prayer for 
yeah. something new and, and just life. Mm-hmm. When we left the hospital after five and a half months, right before Thanksgiving in 2013, they said, mm-hmm. well, you know, they said, are you sure you're going to be okay taking him home by yourself? And I said, absolutely. And wow. you know that he's going to be in and out of the hospital the rest of his life, and he's probably going to be bedridden. Are you okay with that? He said, well, I'm okay oh, wow. with it, but I don't believe it. That's love. And since we haven't, we're not bedridden, and we've never been back to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Wow. Our, yeah. our powerful, powerful God, right? God. Yep, that's yeah. God. Yeah, God at work you know, there. Yes. We've got a little bit of a power of God story. <clears throat> um, we this 18th will be, I mean, October will be 18 years of marriage, and I went through 19 years of addictions um, until t- almost 13 years ago when God healed uh-huh. me. And the first five years of our marriage was really hectic on my wife because you know, I mean, she was married to someone with addictions, and yeah. I and and she went through pure crap through me. I mean, but she, you know what? She never nagged me. She never put me down. She uplifted me. She loved me in spite of the addictions. And, and uh-huh. it, it was, you know, sometimes when we tell our story, sometimes people will say she allowed me to walk over her. And I was like, no, 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 no. She allowed mm-hmm. me to experience God's pure love through her. And if it weren't exactly. for that, if it weren't for the love that she had, because she knew what, what she knew that God brought us together for a purpose, and she held on to that belief that God was here and that God was going to heal and it was going to work. She didn't realize it was going to be five years later, but she <laughs> she stuck to that. <laughs> and and I remember getting up December twenty sixth, two thousand seven, pleading with God. I, I I knew I was destroying my marriage. I, for, the, for the first time, I got drunk on a Christmas day. Never done that in my life. And I pleaded to God, please, either take the desire. Because I didn't ask him to take the addictions away. I asked him to take the desire. I said, please, either take the desire away from me or take my life or I'll take my life. I was at that point where I felt like uh, Sandy would have been better off without me. I was there. I was at rock bottom, and I, and I, t- and I pleaded with God. And I felt like God said… Give me 30 days. Now I'm sitting there like, okay, <laughs> now I know I – I'm like, now I think I'm going crazy. Well, you're God. What do you mean 30 days? What are you talking about? <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, is the enemy doing this? Now I'm thinking, okay, we got the devil in my mind. Now I'm really freaking out. But what I didn't know then <laughs> that I know now, every miracle in the Bible was preceded by some form of obedience. The obedience for me to get through those first 30 days was on me. The miracle for the rest of my life was after that, and I've been sober ever since. Wow. What a beautiful story. (coughs) Perseverance (coughs) on Sandy's part and that undying, enduring love, and then for you to to finally sit still and listen. (laughs) And speaking of love, tell us y'all's story. How did y'all meet and stuff? Well, we met about 30, was it 30, well, 30 years ago. Um, oh, my wow. brother was, was making shirts. They were sub collections, sub shirts, and Randy was wearing those shirts um, out of Nashville. But when they, would come, when they would come through Dallas, he'd come by the office and pick up some more shirts and stuff. So that's where we met initially. Um, and going forward, he he 
went, he got married. He and Lib got married, and I married my husband and had children. And but we stayed in touch over the years mm-hmm. as family um, and friends, and not knowing or not having any idea that we'd we'd ever end up together. But um, it was in 2010, March of 2010, and he had come through Fort Worth and was playing at Billy Bob's and heard that he was over there and went over to see him at Billy Bob's and at that point in time found out that he was going through a a divorce and so was I. And um, so we we got together a time or two and then we've been together ever since. It was just kind of a... So I got to marry my best friend. Oh, you can't beat that. Yeah, we know, you know we definitely understand that because we you know, we've been married. Completely. It'll it'll be eighteen years. I mean October. Congratulations. And we've and we've been thank oh, you, and we've been you. a twenty four seven couple the whole time. So you better be yep, best yes. friends. Yeah, that's what we are twenty four seven. I mean, ever since. Oh, so you're right. Oh, well. You have to be friends. Because this time that it's really hard, and are you you know you're not you're not just loving each other to pieces affectionately, but you, you know you're you're never falling out of love, but you got to be a friend. So, yeah, that's right. Um, yes, yeah. yes. And it's easy I love that. that. Way. Exactly, because you you know love is hard enough as it is, and you know we've been putting all through the years. I don't know if. Y'all probably have different friends than we, what we had through the years, but we've been put down for being a 24-7 couple. I mean we've been told that you know, that we're unhealthy, we're too dependent on each other, too this, too that, too this. And every year we're like, well, we're still making it. Oh, yep, we're still making it. And, and many of those same people that almost everybody that ever tells us that ends up divorced. So sometimes yeah. I I don't I don't do this, but sometimes I'm tempted when somebody starts to say, "Oh, that's unhealthy." Oh, you better not say that. Yeah. <laughs> they end yeah. up. The, anybody well, that says that ends up the more time. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. and I, I never preach that people should live like we do 24/7, but I do preach that time is killing marriages out there because I really believe that that's the biggest determining factor in marriages. I know that there are marriages that that make it 20, 30 years, and they never spend much time together. But when they finally spend time together, they realize they only know each other. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Time, time like, can like, be a friend or an enemy. You're right. <clears throat> yeah. Well, so we're going to take a – yeah. yeah, go okay. ahead. I was just going to say some say, of those that are telling, telling you that you're spending too much time, they may be a little jealous of the relationship too. <laughs> That's true. Uh, possibility. Because <laughs> we can't imagine, you know, we can't imagine any, I mean, and, and, and you know, God is good, I tell you. Because when we married 18, almost 18 years ago, I remember I wanted to be the speaker. She wanted to be in music some way. So I listen to audios all the time. She listens to music all the time. And here we are in a car. What do we do? We had to compromise and listen to audios half the time and music half the time. And I always <laughs> joked that she brainwashed me into all this music stuff. Because you know, cause now I'm all in. I get the power of music, and, and it's crazy. It took us almost 18 years, but here we are. I get to live out my passion through, and still get to speak just on a different platform than I thought through this show, and she's getting to live out her music dream through this show, and here we are, the Chris and Sandy show under one umbrella. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. That's wonderful. 
Yeah, music music's an equal opportunity healer. It's good for the it musician is. and listener. Yeah, and we're going to mm-hmm. take a quick break real quick, and then we're going to play the song Fool's Love Affair. I love that song. And we're going to talk about that. Oh, How's yes, that sound? Okay. All right, hang on the line here. Hey, everyone. We have partnered with another great podcast called the Sports Guys Podcast. You can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. The Sports Guys Podcast is a sports and country music podcast hosted by Brandon, Nick, and Andy. They cover sports on a state, regional, and national level with many of the biggest names in the sports industry. The Sports Guys also host a backstage pass music segment where they go behind the scenes and talk with some of the biggest artists in country music, everything from Texas country, Americana, as well as Nashville artists. The Backstage Pass provides a more in-depth look at the musicians' rise in music as they talk about their career and tell stories about their music to share with their fans. Many of the same guests will be appearing on our show as well. Again, you can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. It's a grand slam of sports and music. Please go over and check them out. The phone rings twice, then it's through. I don't even have to answer, I know it's you. Yes, I'll meet you for the one thing we share. I Pretending that the guilt's always there. It's just a once a week fool's love affair. It's a fool's love affair, and we're both aware it's a game. But nobody cries We're two people With nothing to share But I
Love that song. Love it. Great song. Well, it's just it's just nice to hear Randy's voice again. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He could sing the phone book and it'd be okay with me. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so can y'all tell us a little bit about that particular song, how it came to be? That song was actually written in 1982. Wow. Uh, by Charlie Muck. Keith Siegel and Milton Brown, yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, Randy just did it as a demo. He did it in 1984. It's written in 82, and he demoed in 1984. He was still working at the Nashville Palace as a cook, and mm. <laughs> he was new to Nashville. And often the new artists—that's what they do—is they they do demos to make ends meet. But Charlie mm-hmm. Monk had come to him and asked him to do this demo. Um, it didn't. They didn't do anything with it for whatever. Re- I think that they were. He was cutting it because they were hoping to to get. I think it was Willie Nelson or Merle Haggard to mm-hmm. cut it, and, and nobody. They didn't cut it. So anyway, it sat on a shelf. The demo sat on a shelf wow. at Charlie Monk's office for all these years, and he had put the the masters or the multi multi track somewhere else, but. He couldn't. He he called us about three years ago, and he said, "You know that song that we wrote that Randy demoed, Fool's Love Affair. What do y'all think if I if we, you know, bring that out and and try to to bring it up to speed for today's radio?" And we said, "That's <laughs> fine." So he went to Kyle Lenning with this little eight track, and Kyle said, "Yeah, that's good. We, you know, I can usually do anything with Randy's voices. Kyle had been Randy's producer for most all of his career. I think all but two albums that Randy did through the year. And Kyle yeah. said, but I need the master. And Charlie couldn't find the master anywhere until about a year and a half ago. He was packing up some boxes to send over to the Hall of Fame for archives. And he, somebody or he kicked a box or something and out fell the master for Fool's Love Affair. And he got so excited um, he he took the master to, to Kyle and said he doctored it up a little bit, but didn't have to do a whole lot. It already had background <clears throat> vocals, which was very unusual for a demo of that time. So yeah. that's that's how it all came to be. So wow, you know, if if I was going to pick songs, that's probably not one of the ones that I would have picked. But I love it, and I'm glad that that we did, and I'm glad that it. Yeah. It got to see the light it came of day. Out good. Again, it was a God wing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, one of the things I like to do on our show, and I'm sure as long as Randy's been around, he definitely knows how important this is. But um, I like to allow the artists to talk about their team. Cause I think that that does not get enough love out there, so to speak. And you know, no, you know, they, they do so much work behind the scenes. You don't see it. And you know, and you can talk about whether it's current or past. Doesn't matter. You know, just people that's helped Randy be who he is. Tell, tell us a few few people that's been around him. Um, going well, going back, obviously, Lib was um, was she's the one. She's the one that that encouraged him initially and of course that's mm-hmm. what his love was with music that's his father he's done it since he was four or five years old but um 
been in, in uh, Nashville, he only had one label, and that was Warner. So Martha Sharp is the one, actually, that was head of A&R for Warner that heard him at Nashville Palace. And after he'd been declined by every label in Nashville for 10 years, wow. several wow. times over, finally Martha Sharp went out there to hear him at Nashville Palace, and she said, that's what I'm looking for. He has the look, he has the demeanor, he has the voice, and I can make him a star. And she said, I don't know why I didn't notice before. but So she's the one that, that signed him with Warner, and uh, she was she was very integral. And, of course, the people that were there at, at Warner went. <laughs> she tells the story <laughs> where she got him all signed. She called Burbank. She got all the paperwork done had him signed before Jim Ed Norman, who was the president of Warner, knew about it because Jim Ed had already passed on Randy a number of times. And she said, Jim Ed went, you know, the first year he would hardly even speak to me. He was so mad at me. And then at the first, uh, I think it was the first CMAs or the first award show and Randy won album of the year with Storm. Wow. She said Jim Ed kind of looked down at her at the aisle and winked at her and <laughs> she got she got a blessing finally. It was. Uh, she said, I kind of looked down the aisle and she said, "What do I? What do you think of it now?" <laughs> She's so blessed <laughs> telling that story. And actually, mm-hmm. she's the one that came up with the name Randy Travis because he had gone oh, wow. by. You know, he went to Nashville as Randy Traywick, and then they changed mm-hmm. it to Randy <laughs> Ray. And she said, that's just not the name of a star. So she said in the middle of the night, she thought of Travis and said, that's his name. So, of course, it was officially changed. But um, like I said, all of the people there in, in Nashville, Keith Siegel, the one that was one of the writers for this, he was he was there producing, co-producing in the very beginning and believing in him. Um, and Kyle Lenning, he jumped on board. He didn't hardly even know what country music was. Until he heard Randy's voice, and he said, I, "This this kid's got it." And and so, um, Randy introduced him to traditional country, because he was doing dance field, field and cross type music and things like that. But um, you know, there's there's been a lot of them that were very long lived. Charlie Monk early on was helping to um, produce him and and publish him. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's a long list of names and then going forward his band, you know it's such a sweet story because uh, there's there's a big turnover in in band membership. But Randy had band <laughs> members with him that like his violinist who was classically trained and uh, Dave Johnson he didn't really know what country music was either when he came in for his audition, and that was as far back as Charlotte, North Carolina before Randy even came oh, wow. to Nashville. So Dave was with him wow. for 34, 36 years and was with him until the day of the stroke. So, And then um, LD was another 26 years, and Lance Derry was 20-some years. And his, they, once they came, they stayed until um, till death or health parted them. And mm-hmm. that says a lot for, for yeah. Randy as, as the leader and as the man that he is again that we speak of because they they adored Randy they were family um, we still stay in touch with them and and wow. miss them and miss the road but and the people that worked backstage when you're talking about the people that were there with him 
just they like I said, there until till death or illness or something, you know, forced them to to have to to go. Mm-hmm. But um, it was it was a it was a great family of some wonderful people that walked mm-hmm. beside him for a long time. <clears throat> that is really awesome. And as I told you before the show started, you know. We have a third team member ourselves, our little eight-year-old, yes, to ask do. one question. So <laughs> Sandy's going to get him on real quick to ask his question yes. for I'll, y'all. I'll two. get him. <laughs> and what is his name? His name is Christopher. Christopher, okay. okay. Named after Daddy. Yep. <laughs> yep, he's a junior. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. So, so well, here is Christopher with his question. Hi, Hi, Randy. What did you What is? Ask again. Ask again. Uh, uh, hi, Randy. What's your favorite food? Favorite food. Uh, <laughs> favorite food. Uh, 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 He's probably going to tell you salad, right? <laughs> he loves uh-huh. salad and, and he loves ribs. <laughs> and what's, what's yours, yours Christopher? Pizza. Pizza. <laughs> well, of course. <laughs> well, I need to come eat with you then because I love pizza. <laughs> yeah, he could eat it all day long. Uh, yeah, oh, he could. I love it. <laughs> and, and he loves, you know. Every now and then, um, an artist has to cut out early from our show, yes, and he don't get to reason. ask that question. He gets upset. <laughs> so he he does. loves part. it so much. Oh, okay. <laughs> he's learned to get in on the half hour, so he makes sure he's in. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, of all the songs that Randy's done, what is the one that means the most and why? Hmm. And I know that's a tough one. Yes. Done yep. so many. That would yeah, be a great song. Ask, they will ask what, you know, my favorite song is or and and yeah, you know, I'd say the last one I heard because I can sit and listen to his music and every song is speaks to me in a different way and I think that's and from the stories we hear from the fans, it's the same same thing. It's, and I and I've mm-hmm. often kind of uh, compared it to reading the Bible, sometimes when you just need to hear the right thing, or you, you need to you need the the right guidance or the right strength, you just happen to open up your Bible and there it is. And mm-hmm. I think also that's the way music is. Uh, and yep. just when you need to hear a message, you you turn to that music that that um, that's special to you, and that's Randy's music. But uh, mm-hmm. You know, you hear this. I think if he had to say one, mm-hmm. maybe either he walked on water. Oh, wow. Uh, oh, yes. Uh, you know, of course, Forever and Ever Amen is just a universal song. People play it at funerals yeah. and they play it at oh, weddings. Yes. <laughs> That's right. So love that love one, song too. That is, is, mm-hmm. is universal. Um, but he walked on water is real special because it it was. You know of his grandpa, his his grandfather, and people mm-hmm. that will come up and tell 
stories after a concert or something and about their daddy or their uncle mm-hmm. or their grandfather, somebody, the male figure that was pivotal in their life and what a difference it made. Um, yeah. Those things make it special. And then, of course, Three Wooden Crosses, because what a great story song. And what yeah, a that great was powerful. Yeah, powerful. That, and that was a song mm-hmm. that um, Kim Williams and Doug Johnson wrote. And mm-hmm. it was it, it leads you with that message. It's, it's, it's so important. It's, it's not what you take when you leave. It's what you leave behind you when you go. And that's something yeah. that, that's something we all live is what can I do to make somebody else's life easier to to lighten the load, to carry a burden for someone else, to make a difference. And that that's always been Randy's um that's always been his goal, as he said and he often told me, he said, If I can change one life with one song, then I've hit my mark. I've done what I yeah. I was supposed to do and I said, Well, you know, you're behind that about a zillion times over because you changed millions of lives, you know, oh, when you're yeah. so he, And there was a story about a gentleman that came up to him, and, and after a concert, you know, it's the, one of his gospels that was called Raise Him Up. And mm-hmm. it's just mm-hmm. a beautiful song about um, Joseph raising baby Jesus up. It's what it's really oh, about. Wow. And that it was not blood of his blood, but he was still his son, and he was yeah. going to raise him up. Mm-hmm. And the difference that a father's love makes in a child's life. And this man came up to him, and he was Randy said he was just a, a, a big man, and he kind of looked at him, and he had tears in his eyes, and he said, "My daughter was is is um, I think she was getting married to a guy that had." gotten her pregnant but he wouldn't have anything to do with her or him he said it had just been hell you Mm -hmm. know and he said and tonight Mm -hmm. I sat and I listened to that song about you know raise him up and I'm going home tonight and calling my daughter and I'm going to raise that (laughs) child up you know just just like I'm supposed to do but he was the sweetest you know you then you know you touch someone and um, another one that was a a young man had planned his suicide, was in his car. He had his gun. He had left his suicide note. And one of Randy's gospels came on, and he said he just he stopped the car, and he listened to it. And he said, I listened to it two or three times. I turned around went home. I have the most beautiful family, most beautiful wife and children now. And he said it was that moment, that instant, that your song spoke to me that changed my life. And so... You know, there's, there's, every song is, what he, the ones that he, he cut, he and Kyle, Kyle Lennon told him when they first got started, if a song, if you don't love a song, don't cut it, because you're going to live with it the rest of your life. And that was kind (laughs) of, that was, that was how he carved out the catalog that he did, was the only six songs Mm -hmm. that spoke to him and meant something. And um, wow. I think that they stand for themselves now. So every song is awful pretty, awful perfect. So, so what does he want <laughs> yes. his legacy? What does he want his legacy to be? Uh, I think just to, the fact that Randy did what he did. Uh, he, he's 
he sang the songs that he loved. He he sang them to the people he loved, which were his fans. Um, mm-hmm. And it was they were about the things that he loved, which was, you know, good things and people and life and God um, and family. Those those were the things that are important to him, and I think that's the legacy he wants to live, as well wow. as it was such a, a good inspiration for a young artist. And, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. and was, Josh Turner, he said, you know, when, when the first time I ever saw Randy was at an award show. They came to get him during the intermission break to take him backstage because mm-hmm. he was getting an award or presenting an award or something. And he said, in Josh Turner's award show I'd been to since I'd been in Nashville, and I hadn't met Randy at that point. He said, and I watched him get up, and he stopped and talked to this little old lady that was an usher uh, for so long that they were kind of pulling on him, saying, we're fixing to miss the intermission. we got to get you backstage. And he said, and until she got through talking, Randy wasn't leaving. And he said, that's the man that I want to be. That's wow. When oh, I, wow. When I make it, that's the person I want to be is to still have time to to sit and visit, you know, time to, to talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And spend the time yeah. with the people that that are encouraged by you. That's, that's the Randy Travis that I know and I love. And I've Wow. <clears throat> And we definitely see that. And I don't want to keep you all yes, too long because I know that, you know, I know that, you know, with with the whole situation, all that's tough for too long. So we're going to end this with yes. um, one last question. You know, you've been around the music industry since you've been around Randy. And wh- so what is, you know, there's a lot of people that's trying to do what Randy's done. And, it's, and it may be harder now than back then. I don't know. Um, with all the technology, but what advice would you give a rising artist that's trying to make it? Um, I think the same same advice I've heard Randy give over mm-hmm. the years, and that was just to remain being the person you are. Don't try to change. Don't try to be somebody you're not. Um, keep doing what you do if you love it. Don't give up on it. Don't give up on the dream. Uh, that it, if it comes easy, it probably won't last. So wow. mm-hmm. uh, dig in your heels and and stay after it and stay true to yourself. And and he once said something that I thought was was beautiful. He said, "You don't have to step on toes to to climb mountains." So, that. Oh, that's powerful! Wow. And I think that that's, and I think that's true with all of us. Um, you know, we, we it's it's easy to be kind, and then when you mm-hmm. look back over your shoulder, you don't you don't have to to feel bad about where you are. And I think that's Randy did it in such a kind and gentle way. And he, he also said, you know, where he was, he felt like he was gauged by his fitness of responsibility, and he said, then he was put into place at the right time for the test and so I think that he passed that test with flying colors (laughs) most definitely keep smiling pass on help the other person Um, that's another thing Randy was always Mm -hmm. ready willing and able to do and that was you know to help the other guy to 
to go in and do a writing session with them or to be there for him to to be an opener for him when he was uh, a star and and a closer, but he would go and open. So it's just just the Randy Travis. It's the way he is. I I love that. And, you know, because of the way our show is growing right now, We've also made the decision that next year we're moving out to Nashville. Oh, good. Y'all are in Iowa now, aren't you? No, we're Where in you? Savannah, Georgia. Georgia. We're in Savannah, Georgia. Savannah, Georgia. Oh, well, I love Savannah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's wonderful. You're going to move to Nashville. And Lil Chris, yeah, Lil Chris is excited about year. that. And it's funny. Mm-hmm. We, we've interviewed this year now over 200 artists this year alone we have and and a lot of them have told little chris that well when y'all get to nashville i'm taking you out for pizza <laughs> so he's loving that <laughs> he loves that <laughs> oh that's well we'll take him for pizza too so we'll, have to tell him Sounds that. Good. we'll let him know <laughs> have his little book filled up yep. <laughs> yes he will <laughs> when are y'all moving we're we're hoping Time somewhere between spring and, and summer, somewhere in that yeah. era. Mm-hmm. Good, good, good. What we, part we, of you know, there's, there's, are y'all looking at? That part we don't know yet. I mean, definitely not in Nashville. Probably, probably one of the outskirts. One of the outskirts. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. Well, any direction you go from Nashville is pretty. Yeah. We've heard that. We have, We're looking yeah, forward to to seeing it. Yeah, it's it's and beautiful there. So you know, we definitely look forward to meeting y'all when we come up there to Nashville and all that. And we don't, again, you know, we treasure the moment that y'all come on this show. Um, we do. We this, feel this so honored one, to have had you on. We are honored from that. And we're appreciative of that. And you know, I don't want to take up too much of y'all's more time because you know, I know y'all are busy and all that. So. You know, we really loved having you on, so I'm going to let you go for now, but we'll definitely well, be in touch. Well, thank you for having us. It was an honor to be with y'all this morning. Yep. All right. We, oh, we really thank enjoyed you it. Thank you so much. Yeah. And thank you. And your anything else that you need on it. Yep. All right. Sounds good. All right. We're, okay. we're, in, Texas. we're in Texas right now, so when you uh-huh. Oh, Texas. Yeah, we're we yeah. stay in Texas most of the time, and um, we're in and out of Nashville a lot of the time. Oh wow! Okay. So y'all travel yeah. a lot back and forth. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, we do. You'll have to bring Christopher down here to Texas so he can he can hang with the Longhorns and ride a horse. <laughs> oh my gosh, we, we would love that. <laughs> we definitely would. <laughs> yeah, we're out in the country out here, but it's it's nice. It's it's um it's a piece of heaven on earth. Oh, well, that sounds beautiful. Yeah. Uh, we le- definitely well, look we, forward to getting to know y'all. Well, thank yes. you. We look forward to it too. Can't wait for you to get to Nashville. Yeah. All right, oh, thanks, thanks so we'll much. Until and make sure Randy knows that. And make sure Randy knows that we love, absolutely love him. He's one of our favorite artists. I think he always will be, and he'll always be a legend in our eyes, no matter what. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, thank you. We, we love you, man, and we'll see you soon. We do. Okay. Bye. We love y'all, too. Right. God bless Bye. You.
We look forward to seeing you. Bye-bye. Oh, right. Bye-bye. God Bye. bless. Thank you.